This is because I want to. Hello everyone and welcome back to Because I Want To, where uh, we talk about what we want to. I'm Sarah. My name's Lindsay. And what are we talking about this week, Lindsay? We're talking about cults, which is super exciting. Cults, 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 cults. I'm not in a weird mood, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's so many like interesting things to talk about with cults. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I think it's funny. I looked up what the definition of a cult is. I'm on how stuff works, everyone. Oh. And literally, there's not really, I guess, like a strict definition of what a cult is um and it's basically like you know it when you see it (laughs) (laughs) that's the worst definition ever (laughs) i don't think it's wrong though um okay that was one of the things i wanted to talk about is like how you know a cult is a cult okay so before we get into that how's how's oklahoma oklahoma's fine i have nothing new to report Nothing interesting. Well, your hubby's back, right? He's back. He's working. So I'm not (laughs) alone anymore. (laughs) Is he like his job? He does like his job. So he's a doctor. And yeah, he's just been kind of shadowing for a week or two. And then he's going to start working for real. And yeah, that's it. Oh no, I have to burp everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, Welcome. So, nothing exciting in your life? No. Going no. down. What about you? How's the first week of school been going? Um, horrible. <laughs> oh no. Just like awful. So, the first day was fine. <laughs> And then, what's today? Thursday? Yeah. Okay, so, like, the first day was fine. The second day, I started to feel a little panicky. And then yesterday, I had a full-blown meltdown. Like, the biggest meltdown I've ever had regarding my career outside of the first day I started teaching. Oh, no. Like, and that one was bad. Like, I was on the phone with my mom I knew it was coming. Like, I was sitting in this meeting for this online textbook that I can't even use. <laughs> I was like, why am I in this meeting? And it was three hours long. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was virtual. So, like, I was already disengaged. And I'm, like, texting my co-teacher. And I was like, I'm going to start crying. And she was like, I feel you. So I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Why and then are I got they in the car. you do that, though, with the textbook? So, like, we're piloting it this year. So I have a teacher copy. So I can, like, if I want to play fast and loose with copyright, like, do some stuff with it. Yeah. But only two teachers out of the 16 eighth grade teachers, because where I teach is small, y'all. There's only 16 of us. Um, have, te- like, student accounts. So I think that it's, like, tantalizing me. It's like, look at all this stuff you could maybe have. And I was like, this is all super cool. I like it. And then, so, yeah, I was just like, why is this when we have to do this? Well, also, number one, a three-hour meeting is just awful. 
It should never be happening. It's just terrible, especially if it's just about a textbook. And number two, you have so many other things you need to be doing that you don't need to be sitting there for three hours looking at a textbook you may or may not have. (laughs) Yeah, and this was after I sat. So every year we have a day that's, like, set aside for our content area if you're, like, a secondary teacher. And so yesterday was social studies. And in the morning I felt so bad for my supervisor because it wasn't even his fault. But we sat in this meeting that was all about how to properly use our like video conferencing software and nobody had any idea what like the proper use was. We'd all been told different things. He didn't know. Wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. No, it it's just I feel better now. I had a good scream cry yesterday where oh, I just God. literally in the car screamed at my mother for twenty minutes and she just went, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Sometimes and then I talked to my dad for like 45 minutes about the historical accuracy of Christopher Columbus because those kinds of things calm me down. <laughs> oh, your parents are amazing. <laughs> and then I drank half a bottle of wine and fell asleep. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's what you need to do. I love my dad. He was so, I guess... There was something going around on Facebook. I think I told you about this, about, like, Irish slavery and, like, mm-hmm. all this thing. Basically people trying to be like, ooh, slavery wasn't so bad. It happened to everyone, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and so I, like, went off and, like, sent my dad, <laughs> like, literally pages of evidence about how this was bullshit. And so I think he's gotten very into being historically, like, correct. Aww. So I guess... Yeah, I like it. So he sat through, I guess, a presentation because, you know, he's in the Knights of Columbus and they did a whole, like, I I get it. Like, they're upset, like, all the stuff with Christopher Columbus and, you know, they're founded after Christopher Columbus and all these things. Like, literally in the Knights of Columbus, they're all about Christopher Columbus. Yeah, that's like, they're founded after his, like, yeah, I don't know. You're talking to a, you're a, like, shit, the shittiest Catholic that ever did live, but... <laughs> is it a Catholic um, thing, too? The Knights of Oh, Christ? yeah, it's a Catholic, oh, okay. it's a Catholic organization. So, my dad was like, I bought two books about it, I'm sending oh. you the presentation, and we're gonna talk about it. And oh I was like, God. okay. That's so supportive. I know. I was like, all right, Dad, like, let's talk about historical validity, Especially when the stereotype of, like, a boomer is someone who just believes what they believe and they don't look into, like, the research or anything. For him to be open-minded and be asking questions is just, that's Mm -hmm, how it should be. mm -hmm. It should. Well, and I think people get this idea of history, like, people will, like, shit on revisionist history. And I was like, if history isn't revisionist, we have a problem. Can you hear the rain outside of my window? No, I can't. Are you still? Is there a tornado bearing down on your house? Yeah, everyone. So I'm under a tornado watch right now. And um, tornado warnings keep coming and going. And I'm just kind of ignoring it. And um, I went down to the basement for the first one. But it gets exhausting when it's like every 20 minutes. It's like, oh, might be another one. So... Uh, now it's just raining, but it's, like, raining hard. I'm just waiting for it to be, like, a horror movie where the screen just, like, goes to static and blacks out, and I'm like, hello? <laughs> I feel like you'd have some sort of indication. Like, I'd be like, oh, that's a funnel. And then <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're like, oh, my windows are all shattering right now. 
Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I got real drunk last night. <laughs> was kind of hung over this morning, slept through my alarm for two hours. Like, my alarm was going off when I got up at eight, and I set it for six. So that means I just slept with it going off for two hours, and I it didn't know wake me up. How you do that? <laughs> I have no idea how I did that either. I was so confused when I woke up, but it was fine. I was much better today. I feel Good. much less panicked. I think it's going to be fine. I think panic and anxiety like that comes and goes in waves. And if you, mm-hmm. I've read that, yeah, if you can take a nap, sometimes that can reset your mood. Oh, sometimes I know the only way I'm going to feel better about a situation is if I go to sleep. Yeah. And let my brain just, like, chill for a second. Yeah. Well, and I yeah. think that maybe not every person, but a lot of us just have this underlying background level of anxiety Mm-hmm. And so, especially with you with school starting, that's building on that. And then if you have a trigger, like that meeting, <laughs> sometimes you can only Yo. handle so much. <laughs> well, and, like, I'm usually really good at, like, multitasking. Like, I can sit in, like, a face-to-face meeting and listen and know what you're talking about and still be doing something else. But I cannot do that mm-hmm. with these stupid virtual meetings because, like, people are in my ear and I can't concentrate on what I'm trying to do. So yesterday was like a complete wash of like getting anything done. I remember I would go when I was teaching, we would have like team meetings every week. And there was this one teacher who didn't give a fuck and she would just grade papers and she didn't even pretend like she was listening. And I was like, I aspire to be you. Yeah. I feel like teaching is like 50% just people wasting your time. It really is. And I've, like, gotten to the point where, like, if I feel like somebody's wasting my time, I will be, like, downright rude. And I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I get that because when you're teaching, you have very little time. And I remember people would come to my classroom to chit-chat. And I wouldn't want to be rude, but I'd be like, if I don't get this done now, I'm doing it at home tonight. So I need you to leave. <laughs> Oh, I know. I'll, like, walk into other people's rooms when I'm really stressed out, and I'll, like, lay on the <laughs> the shelves in the room, and I'll be like, keep doing what you're doing. I just need to lay here. <laughs> Don't let me stop you. <laughs> I just I'm need... Like, is she okay? <laughs> oh, I tell you. But, yeah, so next week we start virtual learning. Yay. I guess... I I guess. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where you just have to start doing it. Like you, I don't know, once you start, it'll feel better than just waiting for it to start. I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. And I'm like wanting it to be perfect. And I think I need to accept that in no way, shape or form is it going to no. be perfect. So just start and figure it out. It'll probably not for you, but for other people be a clusterfuck and you just accept it and roll with it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, people are texting me about the weather. It's downpouring, but it's sunny. Did you say that means the devil is beating his wife? Yeah, I think that's a very southern yeah. thing. 
I remember when I was a little kid, my dad said that, and I was like, what? Yeah, it's always on those lists of, like, figure out what your dialect, American dialect is, and it's like, what do you call this? And it's when it's Uh sunny and raining, double beating his wife, whereas I just call it a sun shower. That's so much nicer. Sun shower. I think some people don't call it anything. They just go, oh, look, it's sunny outside and it's raining. I would have never called it anything before I heard my dad say that. And now that's the only thing I can ever think of. Interest. Literally, my phone is blowing up with people being like, this weather. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, it's happening in Virginia, too. Why are you all having, like, tornadoes going on? What's Yo, happening? Maryland weather recently has just been apocalyptic yeah and i used to argue that like maryland was the best place to live as far as like disastrous weather goes because we don't really get it Mm -hmm. but yeah but anyway cults (laughs) (laughs) cults so what do you think makes a cult um well i was thinking a lot about how religions are very cult-like I agree and trying to distinguish between what makes a religion a religion and what makes a cult a cult so Mm -hmm. what do you think so I think some of the characteristics of a cult are isolation Mm -hmm. and then requiring you to give up your possessions your job contact with others in order to participate in this religion which isolates you more from society yeah like i think the level of what you're required to give up is really what it is like take away your individual individuality to the extreme Mm -hmm. is what it is yeah that's what i think Yeah, so I think definitely the key is isolating you from other people and from society. And I think that cults really try to prey on vulnerable people. Oh, I agree. 100%. People who, like, want to fit in or, like, want to feel a part of something. Yeah, people who are outcasts or people who are poor or people who are, I don't know... Um, like homeless or just like isolated from their families or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like at a really, really low point in their mm-hmm. life. Or I think people who are like already religious can get, depending on what kind of person you are. So I think it's really easy to get swallowed up in a cult. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you have to be weak-minded, but I think anyone, if you're at a vulnerable point in your life, like, you could mm-hmm. be sucked into a cult. If you're isolated, you don't have any kind of, like, support network, mm-hmm. and you can get sucked into it really easy. Yeah, and I think, like, it's not always even, like, religious. Like, I don't think all cults are religious. Like, Nexium, that wasn't religion, was it? No, I was, okay, I've watched a podcast about Nexium, and just now I was watching an episode of an Amazon Prime show called Cults and Extreme Belief, and it's not religious, which I think a lot of, I don't know, a lot of modern cults, I think, are not that way, especially the ones that target, like, celebrities and Hollywood and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Like, I think a lot of modern-day cults almost are MLMs. Like, it's... Yes! Like, what's the difference? I don't think there is one. (laughs) They're about self-growth and almost promoting yourself in, like, an image. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nexium. How, like, fucked up is Nexium, though? Well, the thing about Nexium that, like, blows my mind is that the chick from Smallville was, like, integral in that whole system, and I watch Smallville a lot, and I couldn't, like, put that together in my head. She was Keith Raniere, or Raniere's, like, right-hand person. Yeah. Why don't you summarize for people the deal with Nexium? I'm not an expert, but basically it was this cult that was founded in the 90s, and it focused on just here's the other thing is like i feel like a lot of cults focus on growth and improvement and that's kind of what they did it was like how can you be the best that's version how, of yourself that's how scientology is yeah so yeah. it focused on that and it's it is it's an mlm which i think the founder had done several mlms before multi-level marketing schemes mm-hmm. pyramid schemes basically yep And so you would basically sign up to take these courses that are thousands of dollars to further your, like, personal development. And then you just kind of get indoctrinated into this belief system. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you think at any point in your life you could have got sucked into a cult? A hundred percent. Really? A hundred percent. Yeah, there have been times in my life where I have felt like aimless or lonely or just kind of like I don't know a need for a sense of direction and if someone had approached me at that time and been like you're special this will really help you absolutely interesting see I've always solidly known that I probably would not but I think it has to do with the fact that I was raised so religious and I hated it so much <laughs> that anytime anybody has ever been like, do this self-help thing or this, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> That's the thing is I, I'm kind of interested in a little bit of like self-help and like how just personal growth and development. And I think if it was mm-hmm. from that angle, then yeah. Yeah. I'm always like super suspicious of it. Like there's a chick... That me and Julia and Taylor, who are my friends over here, um, follow on Instagram. And I like a lot of her content. Like, it's very self-empowering and it, all that stuff. But she has, like, courses mm. and things that you have to pay for. And I'm just like, you get you, hun, but I'm so fucking suspicious of that shit. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think anything that you have to for is definitely suspect I agree I remember being I think I was a freshman in college and I was at this point where I was just kind of like not adjusting very well and I was sitting on campus somewhere someday and these like these two girls came up to me and they started talking to me and they're like oh like how are you where you're from or whatever and I was like oh these people are so nice and like what Maybe we'll be friends, but then they gave me a pamphlet to go to some, I don't know, church group. And I was like, Yeah, it's always like the Church of the Waters or things like that. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, You're not, you don't want me, you want my soul. 
Mm-hmm. You want my money. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, yeah, it's easier than people would imagine, especially I think a lot of how these things work is you're approached by someone that you know and you like and you trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and a lot of it, like, on the surface is probably fine. Like, what was it? The guy who did the hot yoga, his name, I watched a Netflix documentary about him, and I could totally see how people got sucked in that shit. Was that the one, I was looking up documentaries where he was basically experimenting with how you start a cult? Like, it wasn't a real thing? He was, like, he basically lied about who he was and his, you know, um, qualifications or whatever, and... He taught people how to heal their emotional and physical pains with yoga. And the thing is, a lot of it, it seemed like anyway, worked for people. Mm-hmm. But the problem was all of the things that went along with it. Like, he wasn't just showing you how to do this. He was making you take these classes and making you take these courses. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was, like, sexually assaulting people and just, like, Ugh. yeah. So... It seems like assault and sexual abuse, like, of children, too, seems to be a running thing with cults. I agree. Like, I think you give a man, typically, that much power, they gonna do stupid fucking shit. (laughs) I was thinking, okay, if you think you're following religion, a red flag that you're actually in a cult is that you're worshipping a living person. Agreed. Like, I 100% agree with that. This man in front of you is the prophet or the messiah, and you must have sex with him. <laughs> it's hard for me, because in my head, I kind of group all religions in that kind of, where I'm just like, all right. But that's from my perspective. But yeah, if you're, someone's like, yeah, I'm a prophet, it's like, okay (laughs) yeah the other thing I was thinking of and this is a word I just learned yesterday you may already know it but apostate Mm -hmm. which is if you don't know someone who used to believe but now they're like a non-believer it's me yeah exactly so I think if there's a group of people or a religion that shuns apostates then you're probably a cult (laughs) Scientology yes and the Amish. Do we yes. think the Amish are a cult? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They don't have electricity. <laughs> well, I think that when you shun outsiders, it's like a control tactic to mm-hmm. keep people from leaving. You don't even. The Amish don't even have music. Like, how sad is that? They don't even play violins or anything. No. <laughs> what is? It's really sad. Yeah. And they're really mean to their animals, so. Are they? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. All right, so I have a list of world's most infamous cults. Ooh. And this is from, again, How Stuff Works, because that's what I had time to look up. <laughs> so the tenth one is the Unification Church. Have you ever read about this one? Um, I don't think so. So I think I saw a BuzzFeed video where somebody had come out of this, but it's South Korean. 
South Korea apparently has a really big problem with cults. Hmm. Like, they have a few. It's, like, been part of their issue with coronavirus. It's, like, this these churches who won't follow the rules and all these things, and they're spreading coronavirus. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, the Unification Church is this dude. He's from North Korea, where I think he says he's a prophet. Yeah. He is the Messiah, and he claims that salvation is only possible through pledging obedience to him, and after seven years of service, taking a spouse picked by him. Ew. Okay. Here's my thing, though. Like, we think it's okay to worship Jesus, but at the time, were Jesus and his disciples a cult? And at what point does that change? I honestly think... Oh, God, this is... It's good we don't have a lot of people that listen to this, because this is going <laughs> to give me some fucking hate. But I honestly think that it's just how many people follow yeah. it. Uh, like, in my mind, Mormonism is a cult. Yeah. But oh, people don't think of it that way because so many people are Mormon. Mm-hmm. So I, I literally just think it's numbers. It's a numbers game. So when Jesus had his 12 disciples, that was a cult. But then when it spread throughout the world, then it was mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, like for a long time, Rome was like, ew, no. <laughs> there may be something to that because maybe it becomes, it changes from a personal thing where you like know and see and interact with the person to more of a belief mm-hmm. system. So mm-hmm. maybe that's not as offensive as you think. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I guess, it, like, again, it does talk, like, go into what are you required to give up in order to be a part of it. Right. Like, if you weren't, I don't think early Christianity required, I don't know that much about early Christianity, but I don't think it required you giving up, like, your entire life, which then maybe it's not a cult. Yeah, like, they don't make you give up your life, they don't shun you. It's not as controlling, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's number nine? Okay, number nine is... <laughs> it's Indian, so I'm going to try and say this. Rajnishupuram. <gasps> yes, that was the cult that um, Wild Wild Country on Netflix is about. And his is all about sex. Did you watch that, Wild Wild Country? I, I did not. Should I watch it? It's really interesting because they got, like, political power, and they had a commune in Oregon, and they oh, got... Oh, no, I, I think I watched, like, half of it. I think oh, I watched, yeah. like, half of it. They had, like, a little airport. They had, like, an armed militia. They controlled elections. It was crazy. Yes. Yes. Okay, I remember this. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the people in that town, like, sued them, right? Yeah, because they... <laughs> They had the biggest, I was reading about this earlier today, bioterrorist attack on American soil because they were poisoning people before the election, like giving them salmonella (laughs) so they couldn't vote. Wow. (laughs) That hits a little too close to home right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so sex cult. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. Next one is Children of God, which I feel like is pretty famous. I think Children of God is still around. Yeah, I, it's still around. They had an episode on 
cults and extreme beliefs on Amazon Prime, and I watched it. They're the cult that the Phoenix family was in, like Joaquin and River Phoenix. Okay. And they were super problematic with, like, molesting the kids and stuff. Yeah, that's, like, their big thing is, like, child sex abuse. Yeah. Like, they, like, encourage it. And And what's called flirty fishing. He encourages members to engage in sexual relations to attract new members. It's so manipulative. This is the one that's, like, really in South America, right? Like, they had to move down there? Um, I think, from what I remember, they had, like, some places in Mexico and, like, the Caribbean. And I think any religion where you're really sending out kids, like, they would send Mm -hmm. out kids to knock on doors and recruit people. I hate that. That's, you're, yeah, you're weird if you do that. All right. So that's just lovely. (laughs) Next one. Movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. I've never heard of this one. So founded by four, again, this is from How Stuff Works, founded by four ex-Roman Catholic priests, two ex-nuns, and one ex-prostitute. What a mix. The movement for the restoration of the <laughs> Ten like Commandments of God. <laughs> I know. It's in Uganda. Emphasized the importance of the Ten Commandments. Through visions of the Virgin Mary, the leaders were convinced that the Roman Catholic Church had abandoned the commandments. The leaders also had doomsday prophecies, don't they always? They huh. predicted that the apocalypse would occur December 31st, 1999. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. So, I guess when it didn't happen, they just kept changing the date. I think um, I have read about them. They had some kind of compound And then they all killed themselves. Something. Yeah. Because my sister was in the Peace Corps in Uganda, and I was, like, reading, and, like, that all happened. It was a mess. Oh, no, it wasn't mass suicide. They think that the leaders killed everybody. Because they couldn't pay them back for their possessions that they had been required to give up. Well, I was reading with, I'm sure you'll get to this, Jonestown, a lot of people think it was, like, a mass suicide, but there's evidence that he, they, like, forced people to take poison. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't. It was murder. <laughs> Isn't that where the phrase, like, drinking the Kool-Aid comes from? Yeah. And people think they all just drank the Kool-Aid, but really it was, like, forced, especially with the kids, I think. Mm-hmm. Or they might not, they might not have known. That there was poison in the Kool-Aid. Yeah, be Nine, careful, people. 900 people died, something yeah. like that. That's Jonestown is gnarly. <laughs> gnarly. It really is. I like the breadth of this list. It's very international. Okay, next one. Number six. Om Shinrikyo. Okay, it's Japanese. Obviously, I said that wrong. But <laughs> it's a Japanese cult. Asahara had originally started a yoga school. Why is it always yoga? <laughs> I feel like there's so many cults around yoga. Can't people it, just stretch and be happy? I think it draws in, like, just the mindfulness and the spirit and the new age, whatever, vagueness. <laughs> the vagueness, yes. Uh-huh. So Asahara had originally started a yoga school, but after a trip to India where he met the Dalai Lama and achieved enlightenment in the Himalayas lofty you reached enlightenment okay he changed the name of his school to am something in japanese and began teaching a combination of buddhism hinduism and christianity 
Uh, he claimed to embody a god. Of course he did. And he secured significant financial... Do you think these people actually think they are gods? That was something I wanted to bring up is, yeah, do you think they're sincere or do you think that they're power-hungry sociopaths? I feel like it must be a mix of both, right? I think it depends. I think if you're Keith Ranieri with Nexium, you're a sociopath. I don't think he really mm-hmm. believed in his principles, but if you're Charles Manson, I feel like he probably believed in what he was doing because he was fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's... St- is he still alive? He's still alive, isn't he? I think so, yeah. So he's probably still crazy. I'm <laughs> uh, sure. Oh, man, this group. So they became increasingly radical. Uh, by 95, the group had about 50,000 members, mostly in Russia. Uh, and they began to prepare for war, and they thought that they were going to take over the government. They attacked a Tokyo subway. Huh. I guess they were going to... Oh, they killed 12 people and sickened 5,500. Wow. And they were dismantled. You're the bad guy. You're the bad guy. Yeah. Like, if you have to harm other people to get your point out there, then maybe it's not a great point. Well, and imagine if that person did become either like the leader of the biggest religious group or the leader of the country like you know you're still i mean it's happened before Mm -hmm. it's happened before Mm -hmm. all right the next one uh the order of the solar temple at least this one has a fun name uh so founded in 1984 in geneva oh this one sounds fun so (laughs) i hope nobody died (laughs) <laughs> I didn't read ahead before I say this sounds fun. Oh, somebody died. A baby died. It's not fun, guys. Boo. It's not fun. Boo, hiss. <laughs> um, so it's one of many groups that have seen itself as a revival of the medieval Knights Templar. Jure claimed to be both Christ and the reincarnation of one member of the 14th century order. The leaders also prophesied that D. Mambro's daughter, Emmanuel, would take the group's members to a planet that revolved around the star Sirius after their earthly death. Sounds like Mormonism. I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I remember, so we went to high school with this chick. I'm not going to say her name because that would be mean. But she was a Mormon. I didn't realize this. And I don't think she realized how it, like... I don't like religion, but she was in my Spanish class, and one day she was trying to convert me, and she was showing me what Mormons believe about, like, the veil, and how when you die, you get your own planet, and I laughed at her, and I don't think she liked that. (laughs) Amazing. We went to high school with, like, several Mormons, though. We did. We did. Although I will say that I have had several friends trick me into going to religious whatevers like they'll be like oh come over and I go over and it's like a bible study (laughs) um when people slept over at my house if they slept over on a Saturday they had to go to church with us on Sunday I mean that's one thing but I don't know I would go over like this one do you remember young life did you ever do young life yeah they were it was a cult (laughs) yeah what is young life is that like a Catholic it's thing? like a Christian youth group. No, it's not Catholic. No. No. I just remember like young life people inviting me over and then 
I don't know. <laughs> we would do like weird stuff and then like people would be singing and crying and I'd be like, I didn't know this is what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, it was very like, I'm sure it still is because I'm sure it's still a thing, but it was like, you should invite as many people as you can to this thing. Yes. And yeah, it's like Christian. But when I say Christian, I mean Christian in like the very broad sense. Because when I feel like people say they're just Christian and they don't say a denomination, they're that weird kind of Jesus camp Christian. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. And I remember having a friend in high school who I obviously also won't say her name, but she also was trying to convert me and she would bring in like a Bible and read me verses and I'd be like laughing. And now I feel like kind I think of an I, asshole. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. And yeah. I think I remember you telling me about this and I was you were just like, I don't know. It's like, ooh. <laughs> well, and I remember being in fifth grade and this girl, my friend, coming up to me and saying, our mutual friend um, believes in evolution. And we just, we don't come from monkeys. So, like, will you help me in changing her mind? We're in fifth grade. Fifth graders don't think about that. That was like her parents or her church telling her you need to convert yeah. people. In fifth grade, I would have thought it was super fucking cool to come from monkeys. <laughs> she told me that and I was just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. But obviously never did anything. Man. <laughs> Religions are fucking cults. <laughs> when you really think about it, doesn't any of it really matter anyway? No, it doesn't. No, like... Unless you We're all going to die, and then you'll find out. <laughs> Unless you think you're scoring points with Jesus with each soul that you convert. Which I feel like Jesus has better things to... If he really created, like, the whole planet, like, <laughs> yeah, deal with all of us anyway. <laughs> I don't think Jesus cares. I think, like, I think he'd he be more focused on don't be an asshole. Exactly. Not of your converting people. He don't need that. He's an all-powerful God. What's his, what's his need with that? Unless it's like we talked about where you only exist if people believe in you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know if that's kind of part of where we grew up. It's like people, I think people tended to be like pretty religious. Mm-hmm. I know I grew up that way. <laughs> That's what I appreciate about, like, you and our friend group. It's like no one in our, like, little friend group ever tried to convert me <laughs> or trick me no. into going into church. <laughs> no. Like, we have a couple, like, people in our friend group who are religious, but it's always I've been, like, everyone's, like, personal thing. I think that's a big difference between religion and a cult is just how, yeah, like letting people make their own choices, basically. I agree. All right. Wow, I just like banged the table really loud. So we're talking about the order of the solar temple. So they said uh, that <laughs> they're going to go to this planet. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so to enter, of course, because this is how you always do it, to enter this higher spiritual plane to get to this planet, you got to kill yourself. Oh my god. Um, and then, so 53 <laughs> people killed themselves um, and, or were murdered. And then they burned the buildings down. Oh, like, and also, this person had the ordered the murder of an infant he believed to be the Antichrist. Oh my god. Jesus. <sighs> 
which I know, I don't know how you would prove this in a court of law, but I think if you influence someone to kill themselves, that's murder. A hundred percent. Well, that's what that chick who like told her boyfriend to kill herself. Isn't that yeah. what just went down for him or her? Yeah, I think. I don't know. I want to say she was convicted, but I'm not sure. It's almost like being a raging asshole has consequences. <laughs> what? Imagine that. You do a bad thing and a bad thing happens to you? What? What? Mm-hmm. All right. We have four left. And these ones I know. So four is the Branch Davidians. So that's Waco. Yeah. That one we all know. I feel like they were very, like, your traditional, what you think of with a cult. Older man, very religious. In this case, he was in a Seventh-day Adventist and got kicked out, which, like, <laughs> what'd you do? <laughs> I know, from a Seventh-day Adventist, it's like, you're pretty extreme. <laughs> um, and then basically he was like, all women are my spiritual wives, even young ones, and I'm going to marry them all and have sex with them all. And I'm going Ew. to have an arsenal of firearms. <laughs> I wonder if there's any cults that are led by women. I've That's not come a good question. Any. I'll Google it. I'll try and type silently, everyone, <laughs> while I look this up. Women cult leaders. Well, wasn't Nexium a woman? No, that was Keith Ranieri. His right-hand person was a woman, though, and she recruited all his mm. sex slaves. Okay, Vice has an article about this. Let's see. Yes, there are women-led cults. Meet Teal Swan, a YouTuber who proves selling salvation to desperate people is an equal opportunity racket. (laughs) (laughs) Equal opportunity cult. (laughs) I think if women are going to lead a cult, it would be probably like more likely to happen today just because I feel like people take women less seriously especially in a religious sense um but I could see like an MLM Mm -hmm. like a woman definitely becoming a cult leader in that regard for sure like LuLaRoe yeah I think that MLMs are cults in the sense that yeah, you're giving up, you're paying so much money for very little in return, and you're just being brainwashed and manipulated. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you own your own business, there is no reason you should have to put your own money mm-hmm. into your job. Yeah. That's Sorry. It. That's the bottom line. All right, so Branch Davidians, we know that that did not end well. <laughs> no. Um heaven's gate those are the people with the nike shoes and the purple robes were they the one? Oh yes they were yeah another apocalyptic suicide thing right yeah i think they were another one who thought like aliens were gonna come get them yes they thought right they had to like get on the mothership i think yeah and they like all lived in like this one house were yeah. they in the hale bop comet <laughs> Oh, yeah. Where were they, does it say? I think California. I want to say California. Hmm. Hang on, hang on, hang on. They began gaining followers in California and Oregon. Where did they end up? I don't know. I think, I want to say it was California, though. That's my, Hmm. that's where my brain goes when I think of them. Sounds right to me. Number two, the Manson family. 
enough said. Which, okay, have you ever watched a video of him talking? He's very charismatic. Oh my god. My sister one time told me, she was like, I got really high and I watched a YouTube video of him talking and I started thinking, hey, he kind of makes sense. That's how they get you because some of it I'm sure does make sense. Like you would never Mm. be able to get lots of people to follow you if some of what you said didn't make sense. There are some people who are so good at gaslighting and manipulating you and making them seem right. It's like a really crazy skill. Donald Trump. I know. (laughs) I saw Um, somebody at Walmart today with a Donald Trump mask on. Ugh. Ew. Have you seen the show um, Mindhunter? Mm-hmm. Second season, they had a character play Charles Manson. Oh, I haven't watched the second season. The second season is good. It's not as gripping as the first. But, yeah, that actor, I you, like, watch him, at least for me, and he starts, like, twisting your words... And if you're someone like me, you're like, oh, maybe maybe he's not as bad as he seems. Maybe it really was, like, the followers that did the wrong thing, and he was just... Because he didn't actually kill anyone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He got like, everyone else to do it. Yeah, so some people are just really manipulative like that. Oh, man. You never can know, can you? Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure you're not a cult leader, if that helps. Like, I don't think you're manipulating me, friend. <laughs> I would never want to be responsible or in charge of a bunch of other people like that. No. No, I'm in charge of four people and I hate it. (laughs) I have to sneeze. I have to sneeze. (coughs) Bless you. And we're back. (laughs) So they were what, number three? They were number two. Oh. And number one is... Jonestown or the People's Temple. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just. I'm surprised that Scientology isn't on there. Maybe they're trying to be politically correct. Maybe they're afraid of Tom Cruise. Yeah, that could be. It's it's surprising how many celebrities though are Scientologists that you don't realize. That was going to be a question I brought up is why do you think that Hollywood is drawn towards cults like that? Probably because it benefits them. Like they probably do get something out of it. Like professionally, like connections Mm -hmm. and stuff? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And if like you're like a famous person in it, like I'm sure you have different treatment than other people in it. Um, I was watching, no, I was listening to this podcast about cults, and they had an episode about, no, it was Secret Societies. I want to say it was, it was like, what is it, the Stonemasons? Is that like the big mm-hmm. one? And the Masons, yeah. Yeah, they were basically saying Freemasons. Freemasons. Free That's so it's it. It's like Stonemasonry is a job. <laughs> <laughs> Those Stonemasons and their beliefs. I was like, I'm... <laughs> How dare they carve stone? They're so manipulative. I can't stand them. (laughs) I have Freemasons in my family. Well, this episode was saying basically like the Freemasons, since the founding fathers have infiltrated, infiltrated society, 
to the point where you'll have a Freemason as the president, like George W. Bush, and mm-hmm. then a Freemason who's like this influential lobbyer, and then a Freemason who's like the head of this multimedia corporation. So you basically have this one organization controlling like the politics and the media and mm-hmm. the law, basically. Yeah, so I have to be suspicious of everything. <laughs> and I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut. I don't know about how legit that podcast really is, but I think those members were legit members, like they said. I mean, people are Freemasons. I have cousins who are Freemasons. Mm-hmm. They live in Michigan. <laughs> There's something about just a secret society. I don't know. I mean, it's not it's not I don't know like secret maybe some of the things they do are but like Mm. Freemason Freemasonry is a thing all my knowledge of Freemasonry comes from National Treasure (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we love the movie National Treasure I oh my god I saw a TikTok of this girl I follow who you would like her she's literally me like when I watch her I'm like are we the same person but she was saying that National Treasure should be a musical. And I was like, yeah. Can you imagine? Absolutely. She was like, and I want Nicolas Cage to reprise his role. And I was like, yes. Can Nicolas Cage sing? I don't even need him to sing well. I'd enjoy it either way. He could talk sing. He could. And I would be here for it. I think if there was a National Treasure musical... Our generation would be all about that. It would have a cult following immediately. Agreed. I watch that movie probably two to three times a year. Uh, I don't know if I've seen the second one, but I definitely like the first one. The second one is just okay. But the first one is, uh, it is a gem of cinema. It, it should be on everyone's list. If you've never seen it, watch it. But literally anytime it's streaming anywhere, I'm like, oh, National Treasure. I'm going to watch that. And then there's a third one, isn't there? Mm-mm. There's two. Oh. I thought there was a I third. wish there was a third one. The second one, I guess that must have been what they were filming at my college. Mm-hmm. And I, like, wandered over there to try to, like, get in the background, and I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah, his mom teaches at College Park in the movie. Nicholas Cage's mom, the char- like mm-hmm. his character's mom, mm-hmm. which is I believe played by Helen Mirren. Oh my god, what a queen! Yeah. All right, I have a list of celebrity Scientologists. It's surprisingly long. So some of these names I don't know, and I feel like I'm gonna have to click through. But did you know Jenna Elfman was a Scientologist? I did not. I had no idea. I knew Kirstie Alley was. Yeah. I knew. Erica Christensen was. Um, some of these people, though, I don't know who they are. I know the chick from um, Handmaid's Tale is, which I always found kind of ironic. Elizabeth Moss, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know, that speaking of Scientologists, that Kelly Preston died? I did know. It was sad. I had no idea. She, died, like, she was in... Ago. One of my favorite movies, What a Girl Wants, <laughs> with Amanda Vines. <laughs> Makes me real sad, but we'll talk about my love of Amanda Vines another day. <laughs> <laughs> that needs its whole own episode. 
Uh, some of her classics are streaming right now. I'm very excited. All right, Michael Pina. I didn't know he was. Pina. Sorry, there's an accent on that N. Pena? Pina? Bijou I Phillips? Pina. Huh. Man. Michael Jackson and Prince were Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, there's another crazy, like. Yeah, I didn't know they were. Well, again, like, what's a cult? But I didn't know that Jehovah's Witnesses were as culty as they are. Mm hmm. You can't get a blood transfusion. Yeah. And you can't celebrate holidays. Which I was watching, like, a thing about them, and some former Jehovah's Witnesses were saying that's how you are othered from a young age. It's like you're a kid, mm-hmm. you have to leave the room, and you don't belong, basically. Yeah, when I was long-term subbing, I had a student who was a Jehovah's Witness, and, like, we would do, like, holiday crafts, and, like, try to just make them, like, not holiday for her. Mm -hmm. Like, we were making ornaments, which I guess in a public school we probably shouldn't have been making ornaments, but whatever, we were. And I was like, how about you make a coaster (laughs) so she could participate? Yes, I had a Jehovah's Witness student, and... Um, the previous year they do a Christmas carol and she had to do like a whole separate unit basically by herself, which sucks. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, but are you celebrating it or are you just learning? You know, I'm like, where's yeah. the line? Yeah. And then they got, she got me a Christmas gift. That's weird. They were like, it's not a Christmas gift, it's just a gift. And I was like, but it's Christmas time. I know. Isn't, I would think gift giving in general is frowned upon. Yeah, I don't know. Her dad taught in the county too, so it was like a whole, I don't know. Hmm. I like, she was like, I was just like, if it makes you uncomfortable, you don't have to do it. How about that? We'll just make that the rule. (laughs) You judge. Can we talk about how I just got an email from my principal? And I knew this, but I forgot about it that they ordered (laughs) masks for us that have like our school mascot on them. And I'm just like, what is life right now? That that is what I'm getting as my back to school gift. A personalized face mask. I didn't agree to this timeline. I don't know when we crossed over here, but I I went back into the other one. I know. This one's not fun. No, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, that's that's my uh, commentary on cults. What do you got? I want to say one more thing. Um, I can't remember if you've seen this movie or not, but the best scary movie I've seen in the past, like, many years was about a cult. It's called Midsummer. I have not watched it. It's so disturbing. <laughs> Is it in, like, the same vein as Hereditary, though? Because I got to the end of Hereditary, and I was just like, okay. This is what I'll say. I know a lot of people liked Hereditary, but for me, the first half of Hereditary was just really sad. And the second Mm -hmm. half was, like, too out of nowhere for me. I didn't really care for the ending. But um, Midsummer. It's really disturbing. Like, definitely don't watch it if you don't want to watch something that's, like, really fucked up. But I liked it a lot more just because it was, I don't know, more interesting. It made more sense. And, yeah, it's about a cult and a cult that seems inviting and nice. 
and the whole movie is in the daylight and there's flowers, but it's like the content's so dark. I enjoy a juxtaposition like that. Me too. Maybe I will watch it then. It's definitely a good like Halloween type movie, but yeah, there are parts of it that are <laughs> I don't know, really fucked up. <laughs> we should pick a movie to watch together for spooky season. Um, I I think maybe The Craft, since you haven't seen it, unless there's something All right. else you want to watch. This is how you stay in touch with your friends that live far away, people. You start yes. podcasts and you sit on WhatsApp <laughs> and watch movies together. <laughs> yes, exactly. And because do, um, virtual book clubs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to uh, be diving into chaos magic, so we'll keep you guys updated mm-hmm. as to how that's going. We're going to give it a go. <laughs> Yeah, see what happens. Make myself a sigil. (laughs) (laughs) I ordered my book today. I need to order mine. I've been distracted with other things, like life. Understandable. It's been very jarring for me going from literally having nothing to do for like four or five months to being like, do all the things, do all the things. That's how teaching is. It's like once it starts, you're just busy for 10 months. And my ADD has, so just background, I do have, like, diagnosed ADD. I'm not saying it to be, like, you know, Mm. describe how I'm, like, I genuinely have ADD. I was on Adderall for a really long fucking time. Um, And normally, I self-manage my symptoms. I have been failing miserably at self-managing. I was, like, sitting in a co-worker's room with our, you know, masks on. And I was, like, vibrating out of my skin, and I kept, like, jumping ideas, and she was like, what is wrong with you? Uh, And I was like, this is what I'm like when I can't get it together. This this is where I'm at, and no psychiatrist will fucking call me back. Like, I recognize I need to go back on medication. No one will call me back. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just everyone's, you know, getting appointments, and it's probably hard to get in. I just need one. I just need one. Yeah. I tell you what I need. I already see a therapist. Like, just give it to me. Please. Yeah. All you can do, I guess, is just keep trying. But, yeah. Especially now that you are have all this, you have all this, like, pressure and workload and yes. everything. I'm literally making lists. And the lists are like, this is what you need to do when you walk in the door. This is what you need to do in the middle of the day. This is what you need to do at the end of the day. Because it's so many just, like, tiny things that I know I'm going to forget. I'm just going to forget. That's how you cope. I like making lists, too. I have tons of lists. I love lists. I bought black paper and silver gel pens (laughs) to make my lists on. Because it's the little things. (laughs) You have to find joy where you can, I think. That's so true. And I think we should end on... That positive note. Yeah. Of joy. Find it if you can. Find, Find it or it. else. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this has been Because I Said So with Sarah and me, Lindsay. <laughs> uh, so thanks for joining us. Please subscribe and comment. Apparently, commenting is good, it helps the podcast. So do that, please, and rate us all the stars. Um, and we'll see you <laughs> next week. Yes, do all the things. All the things. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.